Hello and welcome to Reading the Room. Hello! A psychic exploration. Ding ding! Of true crime and mysteries! <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving! Happy, Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, listeners! Yeah! Happy, Happy American, Thanksgiving, guys. Americans? Americans. Yeah, American listeners or listeners around the world who like to eat turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I, so do you guys know, I, I didn't know this, that Abe Lincoln was the one behind Thanksgiving? No, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That yeah, was to bring people back together after the Civil War. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was about pilgrims. Yeah. No, that's all horseshit. Oh, okay. <laughs> by the time the pilgrims had reached um, the United States, what would be the United States? Uh They'd had contact with the Europeans for like up to a hundred years at that point. Some of them even spoke English. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Little why? Why all the pilgrims then? Why? Yeah, who knows, man? History's too hard this? to teach children correctly. Yeah. <laughs> What's with the pilgrims? Just rewriting what, the history. Do you guys have any? Do you guys have any specific Thanksgiving traditions? Do you do you have anything you do for Thanksgiving? Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, that's a good one. Do you have a favorite parade uh, float? Just, I just like watching it and seeing all the excitement and seeing all the people in New York City and the giant balloons. I just, I love watching it. It's my dream to go there one day and be rich enough that I don't have to be in the crowd, but I'm in one of those skyscrapers <laughs> where I can see everything and I'm like, cool. Like, and we're all just like sitting up there, Looking down on you know, the drinking. <laughs> yeah. Look at like, Oh, look at out there drinking our mimosas or whatever. <laughs> and like just having a good time. That's my daydream. So one of these days when this podcast blows up, we'll be podcasting right next to Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. I was hoping I could mooch off your dreams there. Yeah, <laughs> you're the, you're the one paying for it. I'm the one drinking mimosas. It'd be fun. <laughs> well, I'm a Garfield girl. I was like seeing Garfield that float going down. Oh yeah. Breads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. I like that. My most unfortunate tradition on Thanksgiving is to watch the Detroit Lions play. Oh yeah, but it's a classic. You have to watch the Lions if you you're from Michigan. I mean, uh, we we the Lions hold it. So like, no matter where you're from, you have to watch it. If you watch football on yeah. Thanksgiving, you have to watch the Lions. It's mm -hmm. always the Detroit Lions. It wouldn't be Thanksgiving if you didn't watch the Lions lose. <laughs> so that brings us to the the subject. Are the Detroit Lions cursed? I think so. <laughs> have you guys ever? Have you guys ever heard of this curse before? The Bobby Lane curse? I've heard a little bit about it, but not that much. Okay. Well, let me, let me, let's track it back, okay? Mm -hmm. It starts back in 1928 in Portsmouth, Ohio. It was the golden era of football, the golden era of football, and it seems like everywhere teams were popping up. Uh, back then, to form a team, you just needed a place to play and some players. It was very ragtag. Many, many teams popped up and then folded after a couple of years, a year, a few games, some. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, some wouldn't make the whole season. Uh, 1928 in Portsmouth, Ohio, 
they got their very own team, the Portsmouth Spartans. And as it turned out, the Spartans were pretty good. They had recruited players from other teams that had been defunct. Uh, they won some games against better established organizations. And the people of Portsmouth agreed to fund a stadium for the team. And because of their new stadium, the NFL actually took notice of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on July 12th, 1930, the Portsmouth Spartans joined the National Football League, uh, making Portsmouth the second smallest market to have its own NFL team. Do you guys have a guess what the smallest market was in 1930? I, I will give you a hint. It It's still the team today. For football? I don't feel like... <laughs> yeah, the I NFL? Pro, pro football? <laughs> I don't think you've vetted us very well for this for The this Buckeyes? Podcast. Is it the Buckeyes? The, the candy? The Buc- uh, Buckeye candy? You mean uh, the, the Ohio State Buckeyes? The fo- <laughs> I don't know. That's so much I know about football. <laughs> the Buckeyes? Well, I will tell you, in 1930, the smallest town area that had a team was Green Bay, Wisconsin. And they, oh, st- yeah, okay. they still do. Great, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, the Packers, the cheeseheads. <laughs> so the Spartans joined the NFL in 1930. Um, amid financial struggles, the team re- relocated to Detroit in 1934 and took the name the Lions oh. as a reference to. Oh. Any idea what the name is a reference to? The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> Well, what what she say in that movie? Um, there's no place like home. Cowardly lions. Yeah, technically, she she does say that. Cowardly lions. She says, "Lions, tigers, and bears." Oh my! So the oh okay the the lions are named after as a reference to the Detroit Tigers the already established Major League Baseball oh, team in Detroit. okay. Okay. I didn't know that. that yeah. That's interesting. Oh. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So, uh... All of this information Detroit, is new to you. New to us, as you can tell. <laughs> what? What's football? <laughs> the Buckeyes. <laughs> so, when the, when the... They relocated Detroit, they had a new owner, um a man named George A. Richards, who was also the owner of the radio radio station in Detroit, WJIR. And part of what he did was negotiate an agreement with NBC to carry the Lions game across all the network stations on the Thanksgiving Day game. Wow. And Mm. that's how the tradition was born. From their first year in Detroit, 1934, this this, uh, guy who owned radio stations is like, well, everyone wants to hear my team play, so let's do it. And it's never been challenged since. Yeah, since the first game the Lions have played, uh, every single Thanksgiving, completely uninterrupted. They've never missed a a Thanksgiving that entire time. The 1950s ushered in the team's most successful era. Not coincidentally, they acquired star player Robert Lawrence Lane, better known as Bobby Lane. Now, Bobby has been in the NFL at this point for two seasons. So far, it has been already a windy road in those two years he was drafted third in 1948 by pittsburgh in the nfl draft and second by baltimore in the all-american football conference draft 
So the All-American Football Conference was another football. Um, they actually would become part of the NFL later years. It's where the um, Baltimore Colts and the Cleveland Browns first started in that conference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Despite Baltimore offering him $77,000 to play and Bobby not liking Pittsburgh's offense because it was the old way of playing football, he opted to stay with the NFL under the condition that he'd be traded. I said, okay, Ooh. I'll play in the NFL, but I'm sure shit not playing for Pittsburgh. They've, they've got this one, like, they've got this old school offense, and he's just like, I'm not doing that. No way. Oh, okay. It was agreed, and he was sent to the Chicago Bears. There, Bobby was a third stringer behind future Hall of Famer Sid Luckman. Oh, so after man. one year, Bobby said, get me out of Chicago. So he was traded uh-huh. to the New York Bulldogs for a first round pick and 50 grand. Mm. 50 grand. How, what year was this again? This is 1950. So that's, a, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's what I kept thinking. That $77,000, that's a lot of money for that time. Yeah, what's the what's the 1948 version of 77 grand? It's probably a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of money. It's probably a lot. I don't do inflation or numbers, but I think it was a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, do, I don't do boats, planes, or uh, interest. Yeah. No interest inflation. calculations. <laughs> it's a safe bet when you just say a lot. A lot more money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, Bobby at this point had been sent to the New York Bulldogs. The New York Bulldogs went 1-11 that year. But Bobby blossomed into an excellent player. And he was an excellent player. Uh he was a two-time first-team All-Pro, four-time second-team All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time NFL passing yard leader. He was named to Detroit and Pittsburgh's all-time teams. And his, his number, number 22, was retired by his college team, the Texas Longhorns, and by the Detroit Lions. He was hmm. so good that they said, no one else can ever have this number again. Oh, Wow. No wonder he was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm a star. I'm a star. I didn't do what I want. I can play football and I'm a pro bowler. Yeah. Well, in he could have played baseball as well. He was a very, very good baseball player. Wow. Talented. But can you imagine being offered 77 grand today to play football? I'd be like, hell yeah. I don't care where you are. I'll play whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. yeah whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, Bobby was inducted into the... NFL Hall of Fame in 67 and the College Football Hall of Fame in 68. But most importantly to Detroit fans, he led the Lions to three championships in 1952, 1953, and 1957. Uh, They were in the 54 championship game, but Bobby said uh, they lost because he slept too much the night before. Oh. Oh, okay. Too much sleep. Too much sleep. That's the problem. So at this point, Detroit's a powerhouse in the in the NFL. Uh, very, very, mm-hmm. very great team. Like uh, a lion after the fifty. Been. That's right. Uh, after the fifty-seven season, that's when the tales takes a turn. Okay. Mm-hmm. October 6, nineteen fifty-eight. After having helped Detroit win their third and final championship, Lions coach George Wilson traded Bobby Lane to Pittsburgh. <gasps> Where he didn't want to go. Pittsburgh. Right? Specifically was like, I don't ever want to play in Pittsburgh. Now, allegedly, Lane was so angry, he said the Lions wouldn't win another championship for another 50 years. 
I say allegedly because it wasn't quoted in a newspaper and there is no citation of the claim. And his son says he never heard his father mention lions or the trade ever. But I believe it was, I believe it because uh, his wife Carol says that it's true. She said that oh. Bobby was straight fit to be tied. He was so mad. Uh-huh. And honestly, Bobby was kind of optimistic with his 50 years. 50 years after the curse was Detroit's 2008 disastrous season where they went 0-16. Oh, wow. To date, it has been 64 years. Lions have won one playoff game since their last NFL championship in 1957. They are one of four teams to never play in a Super Bowl, the others being the Cleveland Browns, the Houston Texans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're the, only op- they are the only franchise operational for the entirety of the Super Bowl era to have never made it, as well as the only NFC team to have not done so. Man, I mean, kind of sounds like he did curse the Lions. <laughs> sounds like to me. They had a they got a bad record. Yeah, that was that bad. Yeah, it's been downhill <laughs> since '57. Like uh, interesting, they've been rebuilding since 1957. So they were doing pretty well in like '81 or '82. I remember that, but not the championship. <clears throat> yeah, they did not. They've uh, only made the playoffs uh, twice, and they've only won one playoff game, and that was in 1992. Well, how about that? All right, so let's 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 get down to business. Pam and I are tarot card readers. Um, you're gonna hear some shuffling about this mystery about if the lions are cursed. Personally, I think they are. Adam, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I absolutely think that the Detroit Lions are cursed. Um, is it specifically the Bobby Lane curse or just some other curse? Something's going on. They can't, like, statistically, a team can't be this bad. Statistically, yeah. they should have accidentally had a good team in the last 64 years. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Pam? Do you think they're cursed? Yeah, I think they're cursed. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, oh. yeah. All right. Pam and I are tarot card readers, so listeners, you're going to hear some cards shuffling away. Just give us a moment while we take a look into this mystery. Oh, I will put this little PS. Um, four weeks ago, Peyton Manning um, did a little thing to try to decurse the Lions. Wow. And since, and since they did that, they've won the last three games. I know. They've been doing Oh, my great. God. Yeah. That's really interesting that you said that, right? Because I was shuffling the cards and I put them all out and um, I was like, tell me about the lions, tell me about this curse, blah, blah, blah. And the first two cards that I got were actually really positive and they're in the present moment right Ooh. now. Okay? okay. And the first one is the Ace of Cups. This is a card that means that there's overflowing happy emotions and fulfillment it also means that things have not always been in our favor, but when we put in hard work, good fortune will come along. Another card associated with that here is the star card, and this is the, the card of hope, like hoping that things are going to be so much better or so overflowing, fulfilling. So I feel like it's interesting that you mentioned that like as I was laying those cards down. 
Um, because I feel like that's probably what that was about. Um, interesting. I have some really positive cards, pick? too. I have the world card. And the world card is last card in tarot. And it's sort of like the coming together and almost graduation that the that um, means that things are going to be going so much better. Then I have a card that I have the full card, which means a new start. And I have the three of cups, which is celebration. So, yeah, I totally look. I think they were cursed. Well, let me see. I got some other cards. I'm asking the tools. Okay. And I have some really interesting cards in relation to the curse, okay? So in the past, I have the Six of Pentacles in reverse. And this card in reverse means unpaid debts hang around. Mm. Like, you have unpaid debts hanging around out there, okay? And then also sitting on top of this situation with our hope and our happiness. And, like, we love the Lions. We want them to win. We really hope they're going to come through. We hope the curse is broken. You have the five of pentacles in reverse. And that card is a card that means that somebody's facing a karma lesson. Mm -hmm. And if and if if there's any card that I would expect to come up about curses, it was that one. Um, because I was thinking that as we were talking about curse, I was like, oh man, they have like really bad karma, like when it comes to this stuff. Um, but I also had the moon card, which means that a mystery is gonna be solved after a long wait. Um, as far as the curse, I am picking up that, that, that happened. Um, our friend, what was his name again? I'm so sorry. Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane. I was trying to figure out, like, did he really curse them? And I'm picking up a yes. Is this going to last this curse forever and ever and ever? No, it's not. I'm not picking that up. What about you, Pam? Yeah, I'm picking up that there was a curse. I'm picking up the curse is over. Look what I have. I have the uh, Ten of Swords, which means uh -huh. something is over and dead. That is not the lion. That is the curse. Yeah, <laughs> and I also have the Two of Swords in the future, and this is a card that means divorce or separation. Like, separating from that relationship. So... This also, to me, means, like, this curse is soon going to be lifted. Because we had the moon card, which means, like, a mystery will be solved after a long wait. Like, there's changes coming. We have a lot of cards. We have the chariot. And that card talks about fast-moving changes after what feels like things have been so stagnant. And it says that there's a new opportunity. We have the ace of wands. And I feel like this is probably the game tomorrow. Yeah, that's the game. We have a new opportunity to prove ourselves. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. But I feel like things for the Lions, like, this season or this year, because I'm not going to promise you that things are going to turn around tomorrow or anything. But um, this year they have the Seven of Wands. The Seven of Wands is a card that means that you have to face your difficulties and you have to fight like hell to, in to impress or move forward. I'm doing this stance because it's a guy that um, he's holding a stick sideways. And so I feel like that kind of fits with football. You have to kind of move fast and like run around and stuff. So they're going to have to work really hard. Um, but I don't think that the lines are going to be cursed forever. Yeah, I don't think they are either. And I have um, a, the 10 of pentacles, which is a really great card. It represents, I always call this my Thanksgiving day card. 
because it represents a lot of people who are like sharing time together and enjoying their day. I think that um, uh, there's going to be a lot more peacefulness and happiness and less, less tense um, worry about the lions. And I think that's going to help a lot. Um, so I think that things are going to go a lot better. Is the curse still there? I think the curse is gone. I think if they work hard, they can go far. Yeah, I also got as an outcome the Nine of Swords in reverse. And so for those of you who don't know, the Nine of Swords is not a good card. It's probably one of the, on the spectrum, like on the bad end of cards, because what it is is somebody sitting in their bed crying and feeling like this is hopeless. Um... But it's in a reverse position. So what it means in a reverse position is that a rainbow is coming after the storm and that good news is on the way. So I feel like a lot of these cards talk about having to really prove yourself, but I don't think the curse will last forever. So yay, go Lions. Go Lions. Also, That's great yeah, news, guys. Yeah. And I also feel like um, they have to get the mindset that it's over and not to like hold on to it because once you play into something like that, it can dominate you even if there's no curse. So I definitely feel like with their hard work, things are going to turn around for sure. That's great news. Go Lions. I see a win for tomorrow, Yay. too. Oh, bold. We're going to hold you mm -hmm. to it. Yeah, hold me to it. I see it. <laughs> I don't mind. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I think we got it. We figured out the curse. It's gone. So interesting. It's okay. Excised. Yeah. Yeah. Up, up, up and away. We're going, we're going to the moon. Put your money on the lines. Just kidding. Don't take advice from us. This is for entertainment <laughs> purposes <laughs> only. <laughs> well, um, I think we got it. Great. Yeah. Great job guys. Um, if you, if you have a sports team that is specially cursed and you want to see if they are, um, hit us up, readingtheroompod at gmail.com, readingtheroompod at gmail.com. You can always uh, check out our amazing website. Uh, what is what is that? Readingtheroom.live. Live. Dot live. Never dot dead. Um, you can hit up all of our socials. Socials. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get some of our amazing merch, join our Patreon, all of the amazing things. And as always, bye bye. bye.